Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another mind-blowing installment of Morning Reload. From very high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Well, good morning, my friends. For one more episode, I'm still here at Cowboy State Politics Central Command. A little bit later today, I'll descend back into the depths of the Middle Swamp. And make no mistake, my friends, it is a very swampy place. And they all claim down there that they operate differently than everybody does in Washington, D.C. As I'm sure is true with many state constitutions, ours, ostensibly at least, prevents one of the main problems we see in Washington, D.C. And that is, a bill is passed where its title bears no resemblance whatsoever to what's contained in the bill. All of us are experiencing the effects of one of those right now. Need I remind you of the Inflation Reduction Act? As we are all keenly aware, that one does the exact opposite of what its title says. The bill text has nothing to do whatsoever with tackling inflation. Rather, it's a major part of the Green New Deal. Just about everything in that bill relates to renewable energy, so-called renewable energy. Politicians do this sort of thing because they think that we're all stupid and that we'll just read the headline and assume that is exactly what's happening with the piece of legislation. To some degree, they're correct about part of that. Unfortunately, most people really do only read the headlines and assume that that's the truth. Why else would a newspaper print a headline if it weren't true? They wouldn't, if they were honest. This morning, I want to talk to you about the media and journalists. And I'm going to give you two examples. The first one is a quick story about a media outlet that did the right thing after, well, we could arguably say, doing the wrong thing. And the second thing we're going to talk about is about a bill in the Wyoming legislature that doesn't have anything to do with what it says. But first, a word from our sponsors. This morning's broadcast is brought to you by New Trend Hats. They're a company based in Kemmerer, and they have a wide selection of hats for both men and women. In case you hadn't noticed, it's winter here in Wyoming, and one of the things that happens when you're outside shoveling the walk is your ears get cold. To prevent that from happening, go to NewTrendHats.com and find you something to keep those ears of yours nice and toasty warm. 307 Cowboy Country and Fabrication is your source for Montana sheds here in the state of Wyoming. They have locations in both Casper and Cheyenne. So if you're looking for a backyard shed or a greenhouse or maybe a garage, you should call my friends Bryce and Melody Reese at 307-441-1815. Montana Shed Center, Buildings for Life. We begin this morning with a case of the media correcting a mistake, which they don't do very often. If you look at the paper of record for the state of Wyoming, they don't often print retractions, and even if they do, they're buried somewhere on page A16 or some other crazy place. You know, here at Cowboy State Politics, when I make a mistake, I lead with it. And I tell you from the very first part of the episode, hey, I made a mistake, and here's where I'm going to correct it. In general, the media does not do that. 
because, of course, they think that their credibility is unimpeachable. The ridiculous part of it being, if they actually admitted that they made a mistake every now and again, it would help their credibility, not hurt it. In the words of my friend, James O'Keefe, only the best journalists print retractions. Ask yourself, when is the last time you saw a journalist actually print a retraction? And, by, and perhaps I should define that. By retraction, I mean printing a subsequent article that says, Oops, I screwed up. Here's the real story. My guess is you can't come up with one. Because I sat around Cowboy State Politics Central for an hour trying to find an example for you before this morning's episode. I didn't find one. On Saturday, I saw a headline flash across my phone that caught my attention. It said, and I quote, Wyoming House removes all funding for suicide hotline. I knew immediately that that wasn't true, because I was there, and so was the author of this article. What really happened is the Wyoming House removed the trust fund that was going to be set up to fund the 988 hotline. It was supposed to be $46 million that would be held in a trust to fund this hotline in perpetuity. A coffee can, so to speak. There are two reasons why this method of funding is a dumb idea. The first being that it removes all oversight, because they're funded in perpetuity. And one of the ways that we provide oversight is by examining funding requests. Did you do what you said you were going to do? The second reason why this is a stupid idea is that you know what politicians do when they see large sums of money lying around. They spend it. It would just turn into another coffee can to be used at a later date. Ah, this is what Redcoat former Speaker of the House Steve Harshman is famous for, seeing coffee cans that are lying around and grabbing that money and using it for something else. So anyway, at least as far as the House is concerned, that trust fund is no more, and the 988 hotline will have to ask the legislature for funding requests every two years. That's the way it ought to be. So the headline from the Cowboy State Daily said that the legislature had removed all funding from the 988 hotline. Clearly, that was not true. The danger, of course, in all of this is that most people just read the headlines and assume that that is fact. Well, anyhow, this whole printing of an inflammatory headline and then explaining what the truth is somewhere in the article is a usual tactic with the Wyoming media. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out that this tactic is almost exclusively used against conservatives. So anyway, I saw the headline and I immediately contacted somebody at the Cowboy State Daily and told them that their headline is absolutely not accurate. To their credit, they corrected the headline immediately. It now says, quote, Legislature pulls trust fund support for suicide call centers. End quote. They corrected the headline, and it's good that they did that. Unfortunately, though, the original headline had already gone statewide. In the middle of the conversation with the Cowboy State Daily, a news break flash went across my phone. Many of you probably have that same news app on your devices as well, so you probably saw the same headline. What I'm saying here is the damage had been done. That headline had gone statewide, and I'm sure a lot of Wyoming citizens now believe that that is exactly what happened in the House of Representatives on Friday. So, it was good that they changed the headline. However, they should print a retraction. Oh, and by the way, the hyperlink to the article still says, 
House removes all funding for suicide hotline. So the long and the short of all of this is the Cowboy State Daily printed a headline that was not true, and they corrected it. Good for them for doing that. Let's just not do it again. Speaking of credibility and the media and the Wyoming legislature, House Bill 91 purports to protect journalists. In reality, it does exactly the opposite. Your first clue that something is rotten in the state of Denmark is to look at the bill's sponsors. Its main sponsor is Representative Dan Zwanitzer. Then there's Landon Brown, Bill Henderson, Carly Provenza, Clark Stith, Mike Yin, Eric Barlow, Tara Nethercott, and Daniel Singh is also on there. I'm not exactly sure why he's on this bill, but I'll make sure that I ask him. So at the very least, there's a bunch of redcoats that are signed on to this bill. Now, generally speaking, if you don't know anything about the bill, you can just look at who's sponsoring it. And more often than not, that'll give you a pretty good indication of whether it's a good bill or a bad bill. In this case, that's absolutely the truth. Now, the title of this bill is News Source Shield Law, and just let me read you the description. Quote, an act relating to civil and criminal procedure, providing a privilege as specified for journalists who refuse to disclose news information, specifying applicability, allowing for exceptions, and providing an effective date. As I'm sure all of you are no doubt aware, the Constitution specifically protects journalists in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, period. Article 1, Section 20 of the Wyoming Constitution is very, very clear, and I quote, Every person may freely speak, write, and publish on all subjects, being responsible for the abuse of that right, and in all trials for libel, both civil and criminal, the truth when published with good intent and for justifiable ends, shall be a sufficient defense. So there's really no question about the freedom of speech or of the press in the Wyoming or the United States Constitution. It is pretty much inviolate. However, we've all seen stories where journalists were compelled to give up their sources, or at least the court or a lawyer or somebody else tried to force them to cough up their sources that they had for a story. It doesn't often work. In fact, there have been some journalists who have gone to jail for extended periods of time because they refused to give up their sources. My friend James O'Keefe had his apartment raided by the FBI when they were looking for his sources. This bill purports to protect journalists from that abuse. It doesn't. It has two major problems. The bill does nothing to protect journalists like me. That is, citizen journalists. Most honest journalism is not coming from your big news outlets like ABC, NBC, Fox News, all of those giant conglomerates. And Lord knows we don't get honest journalism from the big media outlets in Wyoming. The Pravda on the Platte, for example. Here's what the bill says, and I quote, A current or former journalist shall have a privilege to refuse to disclose and to prevent the disclosure of any news information obtained or received in confidence if the journalist, one, obtains or receives the news information with or without solicitation in the course of gathering or obtaining news for publication in or with a newspaper, magazine, news media, press association, wire service, website, or other professional medium or agency that has at least one of these as its principal functions. And here's the important part. The processing and researching of news intended for publication 
or for broadcast by a radio station or television network. So it could most definitely be argued that if the news you're gathering is not intended to be used by a radio station or television network, then this exemption does not apply to you. That's kind of a problem, wouldn't you say? Guess where most citizen journalists publish their information? Social media. It doesn't say anything like that, does it? And according to this bill, it might even be a stretch that CowboyStatePolitics.com doesn't qualify because it's not one of the recognized news outlets in Wyoming. Though I was successful in getting press credentials for the Wyoming Capitol, so there's one thing. Another problem with this bill is that most of the time when journalists are subpoenaed for their sources, it's in defamation cases. This bill specifically mentions that as an exception to this law, so it doesn't apply in defamation cases. So in other words, this bill really is a fishing expedition for lawyers. Let me just give you a real-life scenario where this might happen, and one that directly involves this bill's sponsors. Last year, I did a number of episodes on Dan Zwanitzer. If you've been a longtime listener of the program, you know that Representative Dan Zwanitzer moved out of his house in House District 43 into a house in House District 10, a direct violation of Wyoming statute. Well, I had a number of people tracking down information to prove that that claim is, was absolutely true. And by the way, everything that was published on Cowboy State Politics was 100% true and absolutely verifiable. Now, let's just assume that Representative Zwanitzer filed a defamation lawsuit. He didn't, but let's just assume for the sake of argument that he did. I could be compelled to give up all of those sources. Profoundly dangerous, my friends. Quoting from the bill. Exceptions allowing compelled disclosure. In a defamation action where a person seeking disclosure of news information that would otherwise be privileged under Wyoming Statute 112702 can demonstrate that the news information will lead to evidence necessary to an element of the defamation claim. In other words, if it's a defamation claim, you can force a journalist to give up his sources. Frankly, this whole section is unconstitutional by the U.S. Constitution and by the Wyoming Constitution. House Bill 91 is profoundly dangerous. The bill is scheduled to be heard in committee on Wednesday. I'll most definitely be there. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of Morning Reload. This whole episode has been about the media. There aren't that many fair and balanced and honest journalism sources in the state of Wyoming. Certainly not the Pravda on the Platte, and most of the time, not the cow pie. However, there is one that you can rely on. It's called the Wyoming News Chronicle. They focus on facts with verified sources. If you're tired of the mainstream Wyoming liberal press, then you should really go check out the Wyoming News Chronicle. Go to their website, wyomingnewschronicle.com. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday where I'll be reporting from the depths of the Middle Swamp. But for now... From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.